Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 61 for Wednesday, July 11th, 2018. How are you guys doing? What a magical day it is outside. It's beautiful. I am recording this just after one o'clock today because uh, I've got some plans this evening that start relatively early afternoon, so I got to get this out for you guys. You know how it is. I uh, Welcome onesies. Welcome to the podcast. I hope this week's episode ends up being a lot of fun for everybody. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. And so uh, let's just jump right into it in terms of uh, what I had last week. I had a dental appointment. I, uh, you know, doing the, doing the gym a few times, doing lots of exercises, uh, prepping and eating better meals. I saw a movie, had an appointment with the vet. I'll be reading your emails, all sorts of stuff that we, we're going to talk about today. And, uh, you know, the first thing that I did uh, last week is I... Uh, I, I went to the dentist appointment, right? Wednesday. I mean, I did some Ubering and that regular boring shit, but I won't bore you with that. I, uh, first thing of note I did was I went to a dentist appointment and I was worried that, uh, you know, after having chipped my tooth that I told you guys about that, uh, I was going to end up having to have a lot of work done because them dentists, they, they stick it to you just like those, uh, auto repair guys, right? You go in there, you have no idea what's going on. I'm not a dentist. I don't know how teeth work, right? Chomp, 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 chew, chew, chew. I mean, obviously I use them a lot. I'm a big fat guy. All right, I figured out these little fucking things, but in terms of how they work, right? It's just like the fridge. I know how to go to the fridge and how to put stuff in it. I definitely know how to take stuff out of it, but how does it work? What is all that stuff in the back, right? I, I mean, I know it's free on a shit. I'm fucking with you, but point being is just because you use it doesn't mean you know how it works, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, my point is I, I went to the dentist and uh, I was worried it was going to cost a lot. Luckily, I had a super awesome dentist who... Uh, Basically, just took a look at it. She just grinded the, the 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 little chip out of it and smoothed the tooth, and uh, you know, gave it a nice little polish. And I am back in business with the pearly whites, looking as good as ever. So very happy about that. I actually was chatting with the, my dentist because she was asking me as soon as she found out I was a comedian. She's like, "Are you?" Uh, she's like, "Let me ask you something. Is it true that you guys like in your personal lives are way, way like more serious and not as funny?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely. We're not." We're not funny. I mean, listen to my podcast. It's not funny at all. Uh, but no, I might, I, I, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of dark thoughts that go into the jokes, which is why, you know, we, we end up, you know, I said, happy people aren't really that funny in the sense that they see the same funny things that comedians do, but they just see it and go, Oh, isn't that weird? That was silly. And then they let it go and it doesn't affect their lives. Whereas comics are like, are you, this is ridiculous. What the fuck is this? We take things that bother us. We hold on to them and we, we fucking criticize them and critique them and, and just stew in hatred for the, what's going on. And we process it the way we do everything else, which is like through humor. So the whole idea is something funny that people might go, Oh my God, that was, that was so funny. How, how funny that was. Uh, it's like, we've basically processed all of the fat off of it until it is just something that, Hey, isn't this ridiculous? Here's why boobity boom. Ha ha ha. And everyone laughs because we've all had that same thought, right? It's just that it came and went for happy people and it stayed and it festered with comedians um, so anyways, I mean, I had a much longer discussion with her, but that she was, she was engaged. And then of course I being the sweetheart that I was, I gave the whole staff there, uh, some tickets to come out to a comedy show at any point. They could have come when I was there. They can come another time. Don't matter to me. All I know is that they love me. They, uh, gave me a little discount there. I appreciate that. So yeah, uh, the, the tooth fiasco was no big deal at all. They grinded it down. Um, I do have to go back for an appointment because they did tell me that I am a tooth grinder. 
So, uh, I don't know. That sounds like an app, but, uh, no, I grind my teeth apparently when I sleep. So, uh, I got to go back. One of my canines is like grinded flat. So, uh, I, 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 I'm going to go back in the fall. I'm going to get a bunch of x-rays and stuff. And I'm going to probably, that's when they're going to stick it in my ass. You know what I mean? First date went okay. You know, I would prefer a second and third date first, but, uh, I, I have a feeling that second date, they're going to go, Oh, here's what you got. Or maybe it's like, maybe it's going to be the third date, right? Second date will be go back, get the x-rays, find out exactly what the damage is. And then they'll set an appointment to fuck me in my ass. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's how I feel about uh, the dentist situation. But so far they like me. Hopefully they'll be sweethearts to me again and take good care of me. I got all sorts of emails. Oh my God. Trent McClellan sent me an email. I love that guy. Um, anywho, uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I did that. That was, that was good. I feel much better about the fact that I didn't have to, you know, go in there like, ah, we're gonna have to, you know, yank the tooth and, and build a bunch of prototypes and start sticking to it. So like all the things that they can do that you can't really argue with. I mean, like if, if you get a busted tooth and you're like me, where a, you're going to be self-conscious about it. I can't imagine who wouldn't be, but you're going to be self-conscious about it. And then you're like, well, fuck, we got to fix it. I have no choice, but whatever it's going to cost, let's stick another one in my head. So, uh, yeah. And shout out to, uh, my good friend, Alex, who made a phone call for me on behalf, um, to the place first. She, uh, she used to work there, had a little chat with them, let them know how important a person I am. I'm just fucking with you. But she, uh, she was good. She made sure that they didn't, you know, they didn't see me coming, you know, cause that's, that's how I feel when I go to the dentist as well as the mechanic. And so, uh, yeah, I did that. My friend, uh, Melissa came over to visit for a little bit that afternoon, which was just basically like her killing an hour on rush hour. She drives from one end of the city to the other. So she stopped at our little pace, our central hub, she, you know, shot the shit for a bit. It was kind of cool. I actually went to, uh, what the fuck does back? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I actually went to the gym with my buddy Peter that night. Cause I'm sitting here looking at my notes going, what the fuck does batch back porch docs means? I'll tell you. So I went to my, uh, the gym with my buddy, Peter did a workout again. It's kind of fun to go to the gym with somebody. It's it sort of, when it's more of an appointment, it, it seems a lot less difficult to, you know, not go to, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that I, I struggle with that, but I think we all struggle with going to the gym. If you really don't want to go, you know, it's the thing in the morning, like I'm going to go to the gym today. And as long as that thought in your head, at least for me is like, oh, but I'm going to go later. You know, I don't have to, I'm going to the gym now. I'm going to go later. And then it's harder and harder as the day goes on to just decide. And then of course, when it's late, you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm just not going to go. That's how it works for me. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Having a drink, going to do something this afternoon and I need to pre-drink for it because I'm not going to be able to afford to drink there. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that later on. Um, yeah. So I went with Peter, we did uh, some cardio, did some arm stuff. Um, and again, just felt good. Just felt good to get onto, you know, the treadmills, the ellipticals and just keep banging out, uh, banging out the, uh, the workouts. I gotta tell you guys, I've lost five pounds this week, uh, since the beginning of the week. Well, fuck. I mean, it's Wednesday when you guys hear this, but in the last, let's say five days, I've lost five pounds. So feeling pretty good about that. And the last, the last weigh in of that, uh, result came, uh, after eating, gotta say. So it was after food consumption. It wasn't like a first thing in the morning voided of everything. No, I, uh, I'm five pounds down after meals. So that's uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm feeling good. That's all feeling good. I'm not going to dwell on it too long. I'm not going to make you, you know, I don't want any praise. I don't want any praise. I'm just saying, Hey, I've lost a little bit, feel good. And that's exactly what I need to, to keep going full steam ahead. So Went to the gym when I got back home. It was so funny. Kamar and I sat on the back porch uh, having a couple drinks. Not many, because I know the calories are there too. But uh, we had a couple drinks and uh, and we watched like 
it's funny. We were watching like, I, I think the, the documentary or whatever it is, the series is called Africa and it's on Netflix, but it's available in 4k. So the TV that we have up on the back porch, um, is like a 55 inch 4k. It looks great. So yeah. Anyone who's at the house party knows we have the big TV out in the back. It's like outside by the street. We, we bring it in every day because I'm going to lift it for sure. But we're sitting on the back porch in the sun watching uh, nature documentaries. Only we weren't listening to the uh, narrative or the sound. We were just had the visuals on. And then we were playing like whatever we want on the iPods or uh, iPhones. So it was fun. A good time. A couple drinks. Watch some 4K nature shit. And I don't care who you are. All right. 4K nature stuff. Like I remember when HD first came out. And Discovery was like an HD. It didn't matter what was on. They'd be watching you build rockets. You know what I mean? And you don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. But you're just looking at these crazy in-depth panels. And like high def. You're like, holy fuck, that's incredible, right? Watching volcanoes erupt and shit. <laughs> Very sexual. If you think about Discovery, it's like all these rockets blasting off and volcanoes erupting. And you're like, yeah, I think there's an undertone of sex. And then, you know, and then the animal documentaries. The animals are fucking. I think that's what it is. I think it's. I think it's uh, intellectual porn where someone's like, well, I'm actually, Muriel, I'm watching a uh, uh, space shuttle being uh, constructed and blasting off. And I'm actually watching how the Earth's crust is formed uh, with the eruptions of these volcanoes. I'm actually learning about seahorse procreation. You know, it's the male that has the baby. Um, <laughs> so, anywho, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, that, and that's just Wednesday last week, guys. That was just Wednesday. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm trying to do more. We talked last week about how I want to make this thing more entertaining for you. So I'm trying to have a little bit more going on. I'm trying to be a little more lighthearted in the description. Maybe not so, so much descriptive as it is. Uh, let's see. Thursday should work. I start. This is something else I got to do too. Um, but possibly before then. Oh, I don't know if that's going to work, buddy. Oh, well, I'll have to get back to that. See, that's the thing too. I, I started to turn off the buzzer so we don't get interrupted on in the podcast. But now that I have the Apple watch, I mean, I have had it since December, but the, the notifications still come on my wrists and when I'm trying to resolve shit, especially in a day like today where I'm not doing the podcast at like eight o'clock at night, I'm doing it at like a noon when the height of business hours when people are still messaging. Oh, the busy life I lead. Um, sorry guys, <laughs> trying to get back on track. Yeah. I was talking about trying to make this podcast more entertaining, lighthearted. I don't need to be as descriptive of things, right? I can just shoot the shit with you. let you know what's what fun things I've been doing and, uh, and what progress things I've been doing and what business things I've been doing, if, if they are of interest at all. So I don't normally talk about Uber cause not a whole lot happens during Uber. I drive around and then as soon as it gets dead for 10 minutes, I want to turn it off and go home cause I get bored real quick. Um, I bring books, but it's, it's hard in Ottawa, especially to like, you know, downtown to, uh, park the car and wait for a ride. So what I'll do is like, I'll have books that I'm reading, right? Like, uh, you know, I bring it usually a DK book with me and sometimes I'll bring the, the bathroom readers with me, try to prep for the podcast. Right. But the thing is I have them in the chair in the passenger seat. And whenever I bring books and stuff, people always seem to want to sit in the front. So I'm constantly moving books to the front, to the back, for the book, to the back. And then I don't end up getting time to read them. So it just feels like cargo. But another thing that delays me in Ottawa is the fact that there's so much downtown, and I mean like so much, uh, no stopping, no parking, and construction that like in order for me to get somewhere where I could actually pull over, park the car, wait for another ride, and and you know, open up a book, it's uh it's it's difficult. So what happens is as soon as I don't have a ride for like 10 minutes, I start trying to drive around to find an area that might be a little bit busier. 
and you know, and then I'll end up finding a ride. But if I'm driving around for like 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm burning gas. There's no rides. I just want to go home. I end up sticking it out, but it just, it ends up getting super boring. And like I said, you know, you'd think, well, if you're bored, stop and read a book. Well, the problem is there's nowhere to stop. So, you know, fuck it. Problems everywhere. You know what I mean? Let me tell you. Let me tell you, that could be a pet, that could be one of the fucking, you know, minor annoyances, all right? Fucking lack of parking for everywhere. For free, I should say. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you can park, you just have to pay fucking five bucks an hour for it, and that's horseshit. Um, so I, one, but, but one of the stories that did happen last week with Ubering is, is I went to pick someone up. And uh, their little boy jumped in the back seat, and she's like, "Okay, I have to go to uh, to work. It's over on get no side, but he needs to go to school. Uh, so will you take him?" And I'm like, "Okay, so I'm gonna drop him off, and then we're gonna drop you off." And she's like, uh, "No, you're just going to drop him off. I have to go to work." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, are you comfortable with that? Like, you're gonna put your like?" And he's like a young fella. I would say definitely he wasn't older than eight eight years old, and it made me uncomfortable, you know. I was like, Jesus Christ, uh, I don't, I don't know that I would put, you know, any of the kiddos in, in the car by themselves, you know, I can't, I can't think of a situation. I mean, even in an emergency and you can share your location and shit, but you know what I mean? Even if you like, all right. Uh, I, like, I hope that there's no evil people listening. Cause I'm about to tell you how you can steal a fucking kid and no one would know. Um, all right. So stay tuned. This is the workshop I'm providing. Today. <laughs> um, what I, what I'm trying to say is like, I guess I was like, I don't, I, I wasn't comfortable with it. I wasn't comfortable with it, but I was trying to, you know, give good service and I'd already accepted the ride. I already started the trip, you know, when they were getting in. But, um, I said, look, if you're comfortable and here's part of it was like, I'm like, well, honest to God, if she's going to stick the kid in an Uber, I mean, I, I'd be happier that it was me. Cause at least I know I'm not going to try to fucking fuck or murder the kid. So I'm like, if she just tries another Uber driver, I mean, I'm sure he would have been fine regardless. We have to undergo background checks and security checks and all this stuff, but just, just the fearfulness, you know, I know it's, it's super unlikely, but it's just one of those scary things, you know, like I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting an eight-year-old in the back of a stranger's car and going, eh, see you later, you know? Mm-hmm. So what I was going to say is like, she's like, okay, I can see you on the app, which is true. She can share share the location, which means that I can, she's, she's basically connected with my phone, uh, via the interweb and she can see exactly where I am. But here's the thing. And this is why this is the, 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 the hole in that system. If I was trying to steal the kid, I could just drive to the destination. Okay. I could swipe the end of the trip, even though I quote unquote, don't let the kid out. Right. So as far as she looks down the phone, oh, okay, they went to the destination and he made it. Yay. He's safe. Yeah, but I could have just swiped, you know, end of ride and drive off with the kid in my car. And now she thinks he's safe and I've still got the kid. So that little thing like, oh, I can see where you are. I mean, once I end the trip, you don't see my location anymore. You see that the trip has ended and and end of day. So you're not following me anymore. You don't know where I've gone. You know, if I log off the Uber app and turn off my phone, now Uber can't can't track me or whatever it is. So, I mean, there's still a danger there. You know, just being able to see where the driver is during the trip doesn't completely eliminate the thing. Again, I hope there's no horrible human beings out there that are like, fuck, I never thought of that. You know, get to up your pedophile. Oh, that'd be a horrible joke. I was gonna say uh, up your pedophile game. If you're not thinking, all I'm saying is I, I, I think that there's, uh, it's not safe. Um, but I was trying to like, it wasn't a far ride. It was like 10 minutes max, but I remember trying to like, I was trying to make the kid feel better. Cause I even asked him like, are you comfortable with this dude? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. So I was like, all right. So 
while we were driving, I told him the story of like one time when we were young, uh, my brother Aaron and I, we went to go see uh, a friend of ours from the neighborhood. His mom was like, do you know, you guys want to go see the Lion King? Well, you know, when it first came out, that's really dating myself. But when Lion King came out in theaters and we were like, yeah, we'd love to go see that, you know? So she offered to take us and everything like that. But the thing was, when we went to, uh, we went to my friend's house that evening to go to the movie. We didn't end up, his mom wasn't coming. He, it was his mom's boyfriend who we'd never met. Um, you know, and he fucked us. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, when we got there, we had never met this guy. So we get in the car and our friend is there with us. It's not like it was just some, some girl's boyfriend who takes two kids. But when, when we got in the car, you know, uh, we said to him like, Hey, do you know, he, he, we were, we were going to go to a, a theater at one in a town that we weren't familiar with. So I knew there was a movie theater at the, uh, at the Rito center. And my brother and I knew which buses to take to get home from the Rito center. So I, I just flat out said to the guy, I go, I'm really sorry, but like, I know that, you know, I, I don't know who you are and we're not supposed to take rides from strangers. So you know, instead of going to this, you know, drive-in theater across the city and we wouldn't know how to get home if something happened, you know, could you take us to this other theater? We know how to get to this place, you know, and if we got, we got stuck, whatever, we'd know how to get home from here. And the guy was super nice. He was a super nice guy. In fact, we even went and we got into the movie like maybe five, 10 minutes late because of the fact that we changed locations that we were going to. But, but in terms of an adult, like, and that was the thing, it was a cool dude. Like he, he, um, we only ever saw him the one time, but I just thought it was really cool that a, a little proud of myself as a kid to be like, Hey, you know, you're a stranger and we want to go somewhere where we know how to get home if, if something ever happens, but super cool on that guy to be like, yeah, I know this kid's actually being really smart and, you know, and, and, and again, right. What could he have done? He could be like, yeah, sure. We'll go where you want. We're in a car. We take a different route. That's not a bus route. In fact, part of me feels like I even made him drive the bus route <laughs> to make sure we knew where we were going, but I mean, at the end of the day, we're still in the backseat of his car. He still got the wheel. If he just drives under the Queens or something, there's not really a whole lot we could do, but you know, trying to be more careful. Anyways, long story short, as I told the kid that story and he's like, yeah, you know, he understood what I was saying. I was just saying, so I, I know what it's like to, you know, be in a stranger's car and not really know what you want, but I go, I go, but we're going to, we're going to get you dear day camp or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that was honestly, that is the most uncomfortable I've ever been in an Uber. And only because like, I, I know how sensitive you know, kid stuff is, you know what I mean? Like I just, uh, I, I, like I said, I wouldn't have been comfortable putting my kids in the car and now I'm, I'm the guy responsible solely for this kid. So, uh, you know, uh, all I'm saying is Denzel Washington was under a lot of pressure on man and fire. Okay. Uh, to, to rescue a kid or to take, to be taking care of a kid. It's uh, it's scary stuff. Anyways. Um, so that was, that was the most uncomfortable I was all week. I, uh, rest of that day was just, you know, doing more elliptical. I've been really good about hitting the elliptical. If I don't go to the gym, I get 20 minutes in on the elliptical downstairs in the basement. So I'm still getting my sweat on, still doing good. Um, you know, I think I, uh, I, I popped into farm boy. Uh, I don't like to name names. In fact, they, they said no to a partnership very early onto the podcast, which would have been very beneficial for them. But anyways, yeah, I popped into farm boy. It's one of the places I go regularly and, uh, grabbed some, some bananas Oh fuck! I that's I scratched it off and I jumped right over it. I did my personal training on uh, on Thursday, so I, I did my first session with my trainer uh, Kyle. In fact, that's what the text messages just came in is, is him and I are trying to find a time to link up this week. We were supposed to do today. I can't because my plans tomorrow. He's booked solid Thursday. We might be able to uh, to make things work, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. So still that's up in the air. But my first training session went in. 
we did hard man he showed me some really cool stretches using like a pipe and a pole to like uh stretch your shoulders and to stretch your legs i you know laying on my back and flipping one leg over to the other side to try to touch the the opposite arms you know elbow or something like that like i did a lot of big stretches and i'd actually felt really good afterwards and then we did uh did some some back uh back muscle exercises you know, I don't want to say back exercise, but it was basically like some of the upper, upper muscles in my back, uh, around my shoulders and things like that. Did some, uh, some bicep stuff and, uh, some chest stuff. And then we did, uh, we did fucking squats and I have not done squats in, uh, I can't remember how long. In fact, I usually bend over at the waist when I'm, when I'm doing, I don't do not squat down for any reason. Um, so, uh, it was tough. It was, it was like the bar squats. We'd bar my back, squatting down, whatever. I did 45 of those, um, three, three sets of 15. Holy fuck. My legs were jelly after the first set, but I still banged out the other two. I was, a, again, I was a good bitch, right? And uh, I managed to get that done. Holy fuck. The next four days, guys, I could barely walk. Going up and down stairs was agony and almost impossible we're not even talking like oh it hurts to do it but i'm doing it it's like i can't even will my my the the anticipation of trying to like go down a step or up a step was like oh like psyching myself out like i honest to god i would have sooner jumped out of a plane than like oh god oh god oh god i'm trying to go down one step it took me like five minutes to go well realistically like two to go down a flight of stairs you know what i mean i couldn't even like sit down on the toilet to, to take a crap. You know what I mean? Like the second, the second my knees hinged to like start in a sitting motion, anytime sitting down or whatever, I, they would just give and I'd fall. So like falling into a chair or into bed or into the car, like I could even grab the roof of the car on my way into the car. Right. And, and use my upper body to hold myself still. But I was basically a paraplegic, anything that required any kind of leg engagement for like three days afterwards. It was like, it was toast. As soon as my knees bent, gone all strength fall to the ground so yeah it was it was intense training it's a good hurt though it's a good hurt because you know that 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 hurt means that your your body is repairing itself it means that you're you know you're you're making a difference you're working out is is you know doing something so that was uh it was it sucked being so immobile but i had a i felt fucking fantastic so I'm sitting here looking at my note going, why did I go to Farm Boy? I went to Farm Boy because the second I left the gym, it was on my way home and I'm like, I need bananas. I need potassium. I need something for my legs. I got to spend the next few days working the lactic acid out of my muscles. But, uh, but that night I went to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, fun movie, fun movie. I don't want to give, I'm definitely not going to give away any spoilers. All I can say is, um, in terms of the first movie to come out after Infinity War, um, I was a little disappointed. There's fun, cute scenes in it. There's the regular laughs that you would expect from a Marvel movie. Some definitely some cool action scenes. Um, but overall I didn't find the story particularly gripping. Uh, I feel like it might, might be something like age of Ultron where it's, um, it's a movie that's going to be a linchpin between two movies. You know what I mean? This has to happen so that other movies and other stories can happen. It felt a bit that way. Um, but it wasn't horrible. Uh, still had a good time, but it, it definitely one of my, uh, my lesser favorite Marvels in the, uh, the Marvel cinematic universe. So, um, if you're listening to this, feel free to go see it. It is not, I mean, after infinity war, it is a huge dip down in, in terms of entertainment and stuff like that. Again, the story, nothing, nothing spectacular, 
You know, there's a very cool post credit scene that, that, that leaves things very interesting, but, uh, but the movie itself overall, some funny moments. It's almost got a bit of that Austin Powers vibe where, you know, in terms of Ant-Man and some of the funny scenes from the first one, um, they, they do them again. It worked the first time. So they do it again. And, uh, you know, I, again, I won't give it away, but there's little parts that were, that were done before they did them again. Cause they got a laugh the first time and they still get a laugh the second time, but, um, it'd be nice to see them gone the next time they do one, because it's not necessary to, to keep rehashing the same shit, especially if the story itself isn't going to be, you know, if it's not as exciting as some of the other Marvel movies for it to just be, uh, well, this one's just all about laughs and, and whatnot. Ant-Man's character is very funny, but uh, yeah, whatever. Ant-Man and the Wasp thumbs up just just not uh you know in terms of a standalone movie it's uh if it was just a standalone movie and it wasn't part of this larger marvel cinematic universe um it, it would definitely be a lot worse than it is seemingly there's there's you know nods to other shit and whatnot anyways ant-man and the wasp go check it out if you want if you don't eh, fuck yourself um what else did i do last week oh on friday i went to the vet i took my mother her dog and my dog chase to the vet and speaking of places that, again, they like to, they see you coming and they fuck you when they can. I, I'm starting to sound like every place I go is just, ah, these fucking guys with their services, they're trying to fuck me. And I go to McDonald's and they try to fuck me, right? I go to Chapters, oh, they try to fuck you. I, I'm just talking about the ones, I think that these might be the, the holy trinity of fuck you in the ass places, right? Or at least for me, right? Is you go to the dentist, you don't know what you don't, you don't know what needs to be done you're going to pay out the nose, uh, to the, the mechanic again, if you don't know the things and the parts and how it works, they can really take you to the cleaners. And then of course the vet and the vet is more that they're, I don't want to say praying. Some of them are, some of them are fuckers. One sec. Ugh. I have got the worst hangnail and it keeps it's, uh, I don't want to say it's infected, but it's definitely, uh, juicy. Sorry guys. That's gross. Um, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the vet, they prey on the fact that you, you know, you love your pet. And so if they're like, oh, we should do some x-rays and we should get their teeth done and we should, you know, oh, let me clip their nails for them and oh, we should do a, you know, definitely wash all that. Those teeth need to be cleaned and, you know, we need to be sedated for that. And oh, let's make sure we do some blood work. And did you bring in a stool sample? They're also going to need a Lyme disease shot. And like, it's one of those things that you just feel it coming and coming and go, oh, do I, do I absolutely have to have the Lyme disease shot? Well, no, but. I mean, you know, the ticks are bad this year, right? So anyways, my, our dogs are all vaccinated for fucking everything, but it's just, it's expensive. And, uh, so that's one of those places too, where you like, you know, there's, you know, there's some things that you should do and there's some things you don't necessarily have to do. You know, some things are, you know, you deal with them when they come and other ones are just, you know, again, preventative. We did the, oh, the heart, heart guard too. You got to do the heartworm medicine. We did that too. So anyways, in the last month, I've done the the holy trinity of these fucking places, the, the brakes and the mechanic, the dentist and the, and the vet. All right. My ass, as well as my legs are sore this month <laughs> from getting fucked. Um, so, uh, anyways, I also, uh, I also went to chapters and I picked up a, a new board game. All right. When t speaking of spending money needlessly. No, I actually exchanged some books that I picked up. And, uh, and got myself a, a board game. I went to Ikea cause it was right next to the chapters there. And I got myself, uh, I got myself three hot dogs, right? We were talking last week about how the fuck do you, do you eat right and save money? It's not, doesn't seem possible. Well, I have found new ways, but in that particular moment I was going, 
I'm sorry, but $2.25 for three hot dogs, and I have not eaten yet today. Um, well, not not eaten yet. The, the, I think that was like four in the afternoon, and I think I had my, my yogurt and my granola for breakfast. So I'm doing good with that, bringing my yogurt and my granola in the morning to the car, um, you know, my bottle of water. I've started making my coffee in the morning too, so I don't even get the drive through coffee. I got one actually sitting right here next to me. Mm-hmm. I'm actually drinking a couple things right now, but... Um, yeah, so I'm doing my coffee in the morning. Um, I'm doing my, my yogurt, my granola. That was another thing I picked up at Farmbo. I picked up some granola. Um, so I'm trying to make all this stuff myself, but I've been very successful every day. My yogurt, my granola, I get my coffee. Now I bring my bottle of water with me, you know, uh, sometimes books, but I hit the road, bam, doing good. And, uh, and I don't, I don't go through drive through at all. So I'm, I'm very, very happy with that. I want to, holy fuck. Every time I drive by McDonald's or Burger King, let me tell you, Burger King, disgusting as always, but their breakfast sandwiches, like just about every other place, they come on croissants, little mini croissants, Ugh. but I still don't do it. And they're like two for five bucks. Fucking how the hell do you survive in this goddamn world? Everything. Why is that? Why is everything that tastes good, bad for you? Like when people say, oh, I don't know if God has a sense of humor. Of course he does. He's like, I'm going to make everything that you want to eat, kill you. And then the stuff that keeps you alive makes you wish you were dead. <laughs> like that's, that's how I feel about all the stuff you're supposed to eat. You're like, hey, have these black beans and kale. And you're like, I don't know why. It's like, it'll help you live. But for what, for what reason would I want to live? Hey, you guys want to come over here? We're having anal sex and eating baconators. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Uh, depending on which end of that is you're on, of course. Um, but anyways, point being, still doing good with the the food and everything like that. However, when I when I was near IKEA, I'm like, I'm never out this way, right? I'm gonna get myself a couple hot dogs. So I did the responsible thing. I parked in the 15 minute unloading zone at IKEA, <laughs> and uh, and ran inside, grabbed myself some hot dogs. At the same time, too, IKEA and that that little food area is littered with like cheap chocolate bars and stuff. And I'm not going to lie. I had a few of those things in my hand, getting ready to go through the cash. And, uh, that's what I do a lot lately is I get, I, I pack up shit that I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to get this. Ah, it's just one time, just a cheat, whatever. And then I end up unloading it all before I get to the checkout. Right. I, I talk myself out of it and, and stay focused on my goals. So that's okay. Right. You could pick it up and you could toy with it. And as long as, as long as you decide not to do it, you know what I mean? You know, you can fill your trunk with ropes and shovels. It's just, you just don't kill anybody, you know, as long as you don't go through with it, there's no crime committed. Um, but anyways, I actually, I ate, uh, two of the dogs and then I had a bite of the third and then I, uh, I actually chucked it out the window. I was like, nah, I don't need it. I don't need it. I already feel kind of full. I don't need to gorge myself. That's the thing too. I, I think growing up, we were, we were, we were relatively poor. So I didn't, I've never been a big fan of waste. So the thing is like, if I make a plate of food, I actually, a lot of times am full before finishing, but I'm just like, well, it's still food. You better finish it. And I think that's a fucking issue too. So, you know, now I'm, now I'm taking my time. If I still feel hungry after something, I wait, I've been getting these, these healthy choice, uh, microwave meals that are like 200 to 300 calories each. They're not even a full 500 calorie meal, but 
I'll have one of those and I still feel hungry afterwards. Not, not starving, but I still feel like, nah, I got room for more, but I, but I wait, I don't do anything. I give it 20 minutes and then I forget about it, which is great. So I'm, I'm taking less calories, probably why I'm showing the, the reduced calorie, uh, or sorry, the reduced pound, uh, results is that I'm, I'm doing those little battles. So I had two hot dogs. I chucked the third one away, um, <laughs> right into traffic. <laughs> no, I, uh. I chucked it into a park hoping that seagulls or raccoons or something would eat it, right? Again, not wanting to waste, right? Just throw in a garbage, nobody's going to get it. But throw into a park, animals will get it. Somebody, Somebody's getting fed, right? I didn't waste my, uh, we didn't waste food. Something didn't die and get mixed with leather and, and shoe and <laughs> dead seagulls to make a hot dog, right? It's, uh, <laughs> I don't still don't know what the fuck is in a hot dog. That's like, it's like giant big bags of bologna, right? Anywho, so I, I was I was good. That was a bit of a cheat, but I uh, I think I did okay with it overall. And I forgive myself, even if you guys don't. I forgive myself. Um, and then after uh, after a successful day of uh, not spending too much money and going out and getting some shit done and whatnot, I uh, I played a little PlayStation VR. I decided, you know what? I never play it unless anybody else is around. I played a little PlayStation VR. I played a game called Werewolves Within. I've probably talked about it before, and no need to talk about it now. And then a, a game called Static, which I really liked, but I got stuck on. Um, it's just a puzzle game. Your your hands are stuck in a box and you basically have to, it's like an escape room for your hands. You have to figure out the order of, of things and, and mix around. It's, it, and it's way more complex than like your hands being stuck in a Rubik's cube. You know, there's all sorts of different things that you have to play around with. Some of them are time, some of them are whatnot. And every level has got a different box and different objectives. Very, excuse me, interesting game. Um, but I only got like two levels in before I just hit a puzzle I couldn't couldn't solve. And so uh, I will YouTube it, I will cheat, and then I will continue on with my journey. Um, do, 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 do. Hey, on Saturday, I got an oil change first thing in the morning. Um, and this was, this was the people that I trust at my regular uh, dealership. They were great. It was good to see uh, my old pal who, uh, who used to work there as just a regular service guy. He left and now he is in charge of things. Uh, outstanding. They took great care of me. Everything was great. No complaints whatsoever. Um, again, back to doing elliptical stuff. I had a tasting in the afternoon for, uh, for some tangeray and something called kettle one. So like one of them was like a lime infused tangeray and the other one was a lemon infused uh, vodka. So, you know, nothing to write home about, nothing fancy that. And then I, uh, then I came home and I, and I played video games again. And this time I played a game called the last of us, super old game, several years old. I'm very late to the party on that game, but it's, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. In fact, Jason was sitting here with me. He was, uh, you know, if you knew the layout of my room, I'm sitting in my, uh, in my nice big comfy executive chair playing. And Jason was laying in my bed watching, uh, watch me play. So it was, it was very fun. Um, and then he passed out and I peed on him. No, <laughs> no, he was falling asleep. So he left, but it was actually a really fun game. Uh, you're sort of, it's not really zombie. There's, there, I guess there's zombies, in it, but I didn't get far enough to actually fight zombies. I was actually just killing human beings. Um, you know, as is done when the world goes to shit, you know, Lord of the flies stuff comes alive. So, um, I, I had a good time. It was a fun time. I actually have been, you know, I, I work hard during the days. I'm doing right with my food, doing my exercise. And I feel like I can reward myself with a little video games at the end of the day. So I was doing that on Sunday, uh, the regular, you know, take the, the, the mother unit out to, uh, run some errands and get some groceries. I came home. I got a reasonable amount of stuff too. So I've got, um, I've got a lot of stuff in the house. So I was doing those meal preps where I would, uh, you know, make chicken, broccoli and sweet potato, but I was buying like fresh stuff. I'd cook it all up and, and make my meals for the week. Problem is I got so much stuff in the freezers 
that I'm like, I, I really need to eat this first. So I've got some, some veggie burgers. I've got a bunch of cans of soup that I bought like six months ago. Um, I mean, they're in cans, but at the, at the same time, like I bought like, you know, cases of them at Costco. So I want to start using what I have before I start bringing in new food. So the only thing that I bought fresh was like yogurts and, uh, I brought some strawberries that I can chop up and throw into my yogurt in the morning. So it's just, um, just trying to be more, uh, you know, get rid of the stuff I have. And then I can only more minimalist basically. So rather than having surplus of shit, I want to use up what I've got in the house already and then start you know, just getting what I need for, for regular day to day and weekly and whatnot. So, um, but we had to clear out the freezers cause there's fucking four of us that live here and there's stuff, there was stuff in the fridge, you know, Jason gave me a hand with it and we, we sort of went through our freezer, deep freeze downstairs and, and, uh, the freezer in the fridge and just, we chucked away everything. We were throwing out stuff that had like 2014 expiry dates on it. So clearly, clearly old roommate stuff that no one ever went through. So we, we freed up a bunch of shit. I was able to, to put, you know, like I said, some frozen meals and stuff like that. I bought previously in for, for quick in a hurry shit. But, uh, it's funny when you're doing like kitchen organization, cause that's basically what I did Sunday. I went shopping and then I came home and I organized my kitchen for all my, my storage and my glass lock containers and, you know, all the different stuff that I do. I prepped some meals. I made, um, what was it? A tiki masala sauce on, on chicken. So again, frozen, frozen chicken strips that I had, I made those up. I put tiki masala sauce on them. I took a can of black beans and mixed that in. So it was like a nice chicken masala black beans. Uh, I used the, the steamer to steam some uh, basmati rice. So I put that shit on a bed of rice, I made about six meals with that. I also did up, I, I when we were cleaning up the freezers, I found, um, an older bag of, um, I guess it was like uh, yellow and green beans with carrots. So it was like a, a frozen medley of those veggies. And then I got, uh, and I found some like broccoli florets that I had. And with those, those ones were like both freezer burnt. So, and they'd been in there for a while, but I still steamed them. I still use them for my food prep, but I don't know a whole lot about like how bad veggies are. Like if something is in a deep freeze the whole time, you know, even if it gets freezer burnt, is it just disgusting to taste or is it like bad for you? You know? So I've already had one of the meals in fact, my buddy Peter was giving me shit because, uh, I made the chicken, the chicken, broccoli, sweet potato. Now all that stuff was made fresh. However, once it was made and sealed in the containers, it went in the fridge. And some of them, I probably didn't eat till like eight or nine days after I made it. Cause I made like 11 portions and not every day did I eat two meals of it. So, you know, have breakfast to have like a, maybe a, a quick frozen thing in a hurry. And then the other ones later. So long story short. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if once I cook chicken and I put it in a seal, if it's going to be okay for like, you know, eight, nine days in the fridge, regardless, I fucking ate it and I feel fine. I haven't been sick once, you know, and I'm losing weight. So maybe it's from dysentery who knows. But the, the point being is that, um, I, I guess I want to ask you guys is like, if anyone knows like how long you can cook chicken and as long as you put it into it, it's not, I wouldn't say they're airtight containers, but pretty damn close. You know, if you stick something in Tupperware in the fridge, how long can, can cook chicken, you know, as long as it's not open and closed, some people will put everything into like one, uh, Tupperware container. So it gets opened and closed like nine times before it goes in, but it's like, it's cooked, it's put into the container, it's sealed. And then it is not opened again until it's eaten, you know, maybe a week or a week and a half later. So red, I know your husband's a chef. Ask him, ask him and, and tell me the story. Tell me if I'm, if I'm bad. Also, I want to know about this, this, um, Fro freezer burnt uh beans and corn and or beans and carrots and and broccoli so again i'm trying to use up i don't like wasting but i i mean for the sake of a, a nine dollar bag of veggies i'd i'd rather you know maybe just throw it out if i don't need to eat it 
But uh, that's 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 the point, guys. Trying to save money, trying to use things so I'm not wasting. Don't want to be a be a wasteful human being. But I'm gonna end up making myself sick. Perhaps I just want to make sure I'm not doing that. Um, and then I tried that cool way stuff. Um, I posted a video on uh, social media. So again, if you're not following uh, the One Man Podcast on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, One Man Podcast, go on there, follow us, like us. Um, I posted a, a live video of me at Walmart seeing these things called Cool Way ice creams. They're 360 calories for the whole container, um, which sounds like it's going to taste like garbage. But, um, and, and in comparison, I was at I was at Walmart and they had... Um, I think I took my uh, my mom there. She was looking for something that they only had at Walmart. But anyways, I, I was dicking around. I went and I bought more of the the uh, healthy choice uh, frozen dinners. And I saw these these cool way things again. And the last time I didn't pick them up because I had an appointment at the Apple store. So I couldn't have bought it. And it, it would have melted before I was even leaving. But I decided, I'm like, you know what? I'll try one of these. They're on sale for like $4.50. All right. It's 360 calories for the entire container. Let's be honest. I mean, I don't know about you guys. You might have self-control or whatever. Occasionally I'll open a Ben and Jerry's or Haagen-Dazs. We're talking occasionally like, you know, months to years ago, but occasionally I would open one, maybe have a third and then put it away or half of it. But around these pots with roommates and such, you can't have anything nice because it'll just end up disappearing for some reason. Um, so, you know, when I, when I bring something home, I finish it and then the, the, Comparison is like the the Ben and Jerry's and Ben and Jerry's is actually on sale the exact same price in the same freezer. So I almost got one of them and one of the the light ones again, right? See, picking it up and going, nah, I talked myself out of it. But to put it in perspective, a Ben and Jerry's carton of ice cream for the entire thing is like 1300 calories, 1400 calories. So these guys being 300 calories, 350 calories for the entire container, same, same volume, 500 mils is, uh, is pretty good in terms of the calorie intake. So I expected it to taste like shit. I came home. I did a live video on uh, on Instagram and uh, and I tried it and I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good. And yeah, I ate the whole fucking thing. Okay. Like an animal. I ate the entire thing, but it was really good. Um, it was nice to know that it was only 300 calories instead of 1300. Um, so if anybody is interested in trying, I got the cookies and cream one. Uh, I know that if you get like just the chocolate or just the vanilla, it's like 300 calories for the things that are 350, 360. So, um, definitely check that out. If you're trying to lose weight, but you're a fan of ice cream, that is definitely uh, a way to go. And it didn't seem to be overly filled with chemicals. Anytime you buy something store-bought, there's going to be some fucking unpronounceables in it. This one wasn't, uh, wasn't too bad. Mm. <laughs> that is a delicious delicious honey rye that I'm drinking. Um, mm, little coffee chaser, man, I got good taste. No. Um, <laughs> so anyways, try that ice cream shit out, you know, worth a shot. I'm, I might even get some more. I mean, I know that to buy it is to just to, to, to eat it and use it. And I'm trying to be good, good. What good bitch. Um, so yeah, what else did I do yesterday? Pretty uneventful Ubered came home, took a nap. I went to the gym with uh, my friend Peter again and Stuart took another nap, shaved my head. And then I hosted absolute comedy second heat of the prove your comic competition. And that was very, very fun. Last night was so much fun. I stayed until one o'clock in the morning, just chatting with the comics afterwards and, and people who were at the show so much fucking fun at that show. Um, 
Great comics moving forward. Again, guys, if you're in the Ottawa or Toronto area, check out the Prove Your Comic competition. You can track it right from their website. We have the tournament charts up, absolutecomic.ca to see everything that's going on with that. But it's just cool to see some of the new guys who are up and coming, and even some of the guys who I haven't seen in, you know, six months since I stopped doing Open Mic Mondays, right? Because all these guys used to come through. I would see them on stage, but tons of people I have not seen since who have really, really improved. So it's kind of fun to see the uh, the evolution of these younger comics um, and, you know, and see them moving forward with some great material. So, so really hats off to them. I'm having a lot of fun. You know, I'm making money. I'm having a good time. Mm. There are two weeks left in uh, July where you can see yours truly hosting the next two Mondays in July. So um, what was it? The, uh, the ninth. So it's seven days on top of that 16th, 16th and 22nd. That's not, that's not right math. I don't give a fuck. Yes, I do. I'm not gonna be able to let it go until I see exactly what those dates are. So one last time, if you're in the Ottawa area, it would be great to see you guys out at a show the 16th and 23rd. Um, at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa, the, the same competition is going on in Toronto. So check that out. All right. Enough of that. Um, and then, yeah, really nothing, uh, nothing spectacular. The, uh, today was the first day. Um, I, I still got up. I was a little bit late because I was up so late, but I still got up and hit the road for Uber. I, uh, today was the first day where I actually bought food while I was out. But what I did was I went to, um, a, a grocery store that does like a hot bar kind of thing. And I just got eggs and beans and a little bit of Turkey bacon and very, and a very small portion of it because I was out. I finished my, my granola and, uh, and yogurt at about like seven, seven fifteen, I was done. And then I was still on the road at like 10 o'clock. So a few hours later, um, I grabbed myself some fruit and I haven't eaten again since. So, um, you know, I'm being, uh, being good and not doing, uh, not doing too much stuff. And it was, it was cheap. It was real food, you know? So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with that. I find that an acceptable breakfast purchase on the road because I bought stuff that was, you know, better for me than just buying egg McMuffins. There was no carbs. There was home fries there. I did not take them. There was bacon. There was sausages. I did not take them. Um, in fact, the hot bar also had, uh, some chicken breast, just some nice, like proper cooked chicken breast. I threw a couple pieces of that in there. So, you know, trying to be good. So that was it. So this week I had super sore legs. I've been eating better food. I've been eating expired frozen food. Um, hopefully it doesn't kill me. And then, uh, and then I had the three, three, three big cash grabs in the last month, right? The vet dentist and the, uh, the, uh, auto mechanic guys there. So that's, uh, that's the stuff I've been working on guys, you know, exercise, meal prep, getting to the gym, getting on the elliptical, um, comedy still not in the forefront. I got to get some things off my list. I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just trying to say, I got some other shit that's on my list that I need to get out of the way so that. Uh, the main thing is so that I have the peace of mind to go somewhere and sit down and write so that I'm not distracted by all the tasks that I have to do. So I'm going to be working on those. One of them is taxes. I have to get my fucking 2017 taxes done, but, uh, I just find at the end of the day, I, I don't have the energy to pull out all the paperwork and start doing filing taxes and I'll just pass out. So, um, yeah, I've been, you know, yeah, I played a couple, uh, couple nights of some video games. I gotta, I gotta phase one of those out and do that, but life's gotta be a balance right now with all the, all the food and work and this and that, you know, you gotta have something to look forward to. So, you know, as I love talking to you guys and I like playing some video games to just totally escape my mental situation. I think, um, there's a really good part in the men are from Mars, women are from Venus books, where it just talks about how, you know, 
uh, in terms of men, not to say that women aren't like this, but in terms of men, we want to be able to solve our problems. And when we can't solve our problems instantly, we, we like to read the, you know, newspapers or, you know, watch TV or, or play video games, or something like that. Something where we can solve a problem. It, it sounds stupid, but like when you're watching sports, you're trying to, to strategize in your head and figure out what's the best plan of attack and this and that. So it's like your brain's still solving and resolving and it's not thinking of your own problems. Obviously we all know that kind of shit's an escape. But at the same time, it's actually your brain is, is working on solving little micro problems. And then it, it, then it gets ready to go back and it starts to feel better about itself. So rather than like, oh, I got all this thing to do, it feels overwhelming. You start, you know, playing video games, start beating some levels or solving some puzzles or, you know, watching some sports and, and getting into that shit and, you know, reading the news and start solving other parts of the world's problems and stuff like that. Anyways. That's it for my week. It was, a, it was a lot of stuff. I had a great week. The, the shaved head thing is still going well. All right. I'm, it's getting faster and faster to do it. I put on my nice product shaver down and I'm, I'm still getting compliments on it. It's actually, it still feels comfortable. Um, so overall I'm a happy dude and I am definitely going to keep up the, uh, the head shaving for now. I might make a, I might make a change, you know, once I start losing some weight or whatever, I might see how it looks. If I bring it back, I've also looked at, um, what is it? Uh, scalp micropigmentation where they basically do like tiny, tiny little tattoos of like hair follicles. Cause my issue is just like a, a small little, like one by two patch in the back of my head where it's the hair is so thin. You just can't see it. It looks like a, like a, like a little bandaid sized bald spot right at the crown of my head. But I don't like how it looks and enough people have, have been like, Hey man, you're going bald. It's like, yeah, it's been there for years. I'm not going bald. I just am bald and it just, it's just stopped there. But I've thought about, you know, doing the micro uh, pigmentation because it's basically, they, they do it for women too, in the sense that like, sometimes people have really thin hair, but if the hair is dark, you see right through it to the scalp. But so what they do is like they tattoo your scalp, your scalp, and it gets rid of that shine and everything like that. And it actually makes your hair look fuller because it's basically that shit that you spray onto your head, right? And they're like, oh, you just spray back your hair and it's not, it's fucking spray paint on your head. But it's the same idea, only it's tattooed, so it's not constantly coming off or whatever. I, I've, I've looked into it. I've watched some YouTube videos. Some people have got it, and the person did a good job, and they love it. Some people have did it, and the you know the person did a shit job, and they absolutely fucking despise it. So, is what it is. Um, but I've looked into that, and, and who knows? Maybe someday, if I'm doing well, and I feel like you know being in complete denial and tattooing, like somebody uh, somebody got me. Uh, like this powder that you put on your scalp and it just basically dusts your scalp brown. So there's no shine or anything like that. Again, I, 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 I don't want to be in denial. I think that's the biggest thing is like, I'm trying to own my shit. If something happens to me, if my body doesn't look good or something, you know, I, I just want to own it and be like, ah, this is me. You know what I mean? Like I want to be comfortable with it. I don't want to be like every day I got to get up and fucking put, put makeup on my head and shit. And I know, I know women, you guys do that all the time. You, you paint your faces and put makeup on and you know, some of you are wearing more makeup than a walking dead extra. It's like, I don't even know what you look like. I, I knew a chick in high school who, um, she was, she was very pretty, but she was always wearing makeup to the point that one day I bumped into her in public. She's like, Oh, Hey Josh. And I swear for like five seconds, I didn't know who the fuck she was. I really didn't know who this person was. And I was like, Oh my God. Wow. Christine. That's wow. Wow. I've never seen you without makeup. She's like, yeah, I didn't have time. And I'm like, no, I just, I, that's a sad thing when you're like, wow, you wear so much makeup. I can't recognize you without it. So I, I, I guess that's just the thing too. And I'm also, you know, probably some of you might think I'm full of shit, but I actually think women are prettier without makeup on. I got into a discussion last week at some point, and I may have even said it before. Uh, 
know, should I talk about this? I'll probably piss some people off. You know what? No, I won't. If you want to know about it, ask. Email in and ask. You show your interest. But I was having a discussion where I was saying that there's like, you know, in dating apps and stuff like that, um, which is very superficial kind of stuff. But you look at people's faces and stuff and you're like, oh, I'm not interested in in this person or that person, right? Because you're just swiping left to right. I'm like, I'm like, as much as like, there's this type of person that I wouldn't swipe on, uh, you know, or I'd swipe away, whatever, swipe, nope, whatever it is. Um, the, the, the super hot chicks, right? The ones with the, the fucking pouty faces and the eyebrow. I'm like, that is equally a no to me because I see that and I go, that person, I see super insecurities and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's somebody who's like, so, their, their tits have to be squeezed together and in every picture, their big pouty lips that look fake as hell, the, the shitloads of makeup. I just go, I go, that's somebody who's equally insecure as the other kind of person I wouldn't swipe on, you know? And I'm trying to deal with my own fucking insecurities. I, I'm not interested in somebody who, you know, who basically identifies by how big their tits are and how much, you know, how pretty their face is because that shit fades. And then what's left afterwards. Like I, I, I want somebody that I can talk to someone that I could have a conversation with anyways. Um, yeah. So that's that. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Um, this week though, I'm, I'm, I'm starting the segment, right. Of the minor annoyances, pleasant surprises, the maps, as I call it as an acronym. Um, and one of my, uh, one of the minor annoyances that I experience occasionally is when something's stuck in your teeth. It's nothing that doesn't ruin your day, but sometimes you get something stuck in your teeth and you just keep fucking playing with it with your tongue. You know, sometimes it's like a little popcorn, you know, see those ones are tough, but those usually come out. You can usually work those with your tongue for a while. They loosen up and then you just slide it out. But sometimes you get like a little piece of chicken or something like that. Something that you could just feel flinging in there. Sometimes it's like the, uh, like a little bit of skin from a tomato and it's rolled up in pizza sauce and it ends up being like a little shard. I know that sounds really specific, but some of you, if you've ever eaten like pizza, pizza, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes there's just these little, little red skin rolls that just turn into like little spikes or basil or spices or something that just gets stuck in between your teeth. So in terms of minor annoyances, that's there. And I, and I, it's a minor annoyance, not when it happens at home. There's no big deal. You walk, get some floss and get the fuck out of there. I'm talking about like when it happens to me where I grab something on the road and now I'm stuck in the car because I have to be working and I don't have anything in the car to get it out with. So you're just sitting there fiddling with it, trying to get the fuck out. If you're neurotic like me, you can't just go, I'll get it later. And you let it go, right? No, you do the comedian thing and you just focus on it, focus on it, focus on it, focus on it. Get the fuck out, get the fuck out, get the fuck out. Anyways, so that's my minor annoyance this week is when you get somebody sucking your teeth. And the pleasant surprise is uh, when you get something in the mail that you forgot that you ordered. So you just go to check the mail and you're like, oh my God, I, ordered, I can't believe it's here. This is amazing. Feels like a free present, right? A secret admirer kind of thing. So... Those are, uh, that's it. See, just a minor annoyance, a little pleasant surprise, nothing world changing. So send in your maps, guys. I'd love to, I'd love to hear what's a little minor annoyance for you or a pleasant surprise. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. Uh, I've got some sent in this week from, uh, from my listeners, which I'll read a little bit later on. But, uh, from that point, I figured, uh, we'll move right into our sponsors guys. And as always, we start with my partners at portable press. Dot com uncle john's bathroom readers and uh, this week i decided to read from uncle john's second bathroom reader so reaching all the way back to i believe 1987 or 1988 um so uh, some of the information here is a little uh dated in terms of the running feet at the bottom of it but this this uh article i chose to read was sweet nothings so talking about sweets and chocolate bars and shit like that and not buying them anymore i just read a funny little article about some chocolate bars and sweets 
um, that I thought you guys might find interesting as well. So interesting facts about American candies from the BRI member, Jim Morton, BRI standing for the Bathroom Readers Institute. Uh, Three Musketeers. Most people today have no idea where the name for the Three Musketeers bar came from. Advertising in the 50s and 60s suggests the candy bar was so named because it was big enough for three people to share. The truth is, Three Musketeers bars were originally made of three separate nougat sections, vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Eventually, the strawberry and vanilla nougat sections were eliminated, leaving only chocolate nougat in each Three Musketeers bar. Uh, Black Crows. The Mason Candy Company decided to introduce a new candy treat in 1890. The candy, a licorice-flavored gumdrop, was to be called Black Rose. But the printer misunderstood the instructions and printed the wrappers with the name Black Crows. The printer refused to reprint the job, claiming it was Mason's mistake. Rather than pay to reprint the wrappers, the folks at Mason decided to change the name of the product. Today, 100 years later, Black Crows are still available by that name. Now, of course, we don't have them here in Canada. I don't think, anyways. Not that I'm a big, not that I'm a big candy guy, but I don't think we have them. M&Ms. In 1930, Frank Mars, a candy maker in Chicago, told his son Forrest to get out of the country and not come back. That's just a sentence in and of itself. And that part of the story, they don't go on any more of, which I, I personally found the most. I'm like, why did this guy kick his kid? Out? Like, you can kick your kid out of the house. You could say, I never want to see you again. What parent is like, get out of this country. I never want to see you again. Forrest went to England with a few thousand dollars and the recipe for Milky Ways. He quickly set up shop and began selling his own version of his father's candy bar. Uh, while in England, Forrest discovered Smarties, a candy coated chocolate treat that was popular with the Brits. He bought the rights to market Smarties in America, where he went into partnership with a business associate named Bruce Murray. The candies were called M&Ms, short for Mars and Murray. And of course, this guy didn't listen to his father because he came back to America afterwards. Uh, Hershey's. Milton Hershey, the inventor of the Hershey bar, was an unusual man. As a child, he was brought up in a strict Mennonite family. Unlike most entrepreneurs, he never sought the usual material wealth that accompanies success. In 1909, he took a large sum of the money he had earned making candy bars and opened the Milton Hershey School for Orphan Boys. Nine years later, he donated the candy company to a trust for the school. Today, the Milton Hershey School and School Trust owns 56% of the Hershey Company. So, still have uh, majority shares in that company. Uh, sparklers. Wintergreen Lifesavers. When chewed in the dark, give off sparks. This is due to a chemical process known as triboluminescence. Triboluminescence. There you go. Uh, Sugar Daddy. Owner Robert O. Welch, the inventor of the Sugar Daddy, is also the founder of the John Birch Society. So that one's not so much about the candy, just a random fact about the dude. Mexican Hats. Hyde's Mexican Hats candies were originally called uh, Wedham and Wareham's. Kids were supposed to lick the candies and stick them to their foreheads. What possible reason for kids wanting to use the candies in this fashion is unknown. Cracker Jacks. The dog on the Cracker Jack package is named Bingo after the folk song that generations of kids were forced to learn in grade school. Oh, Henry. Every day at about the same time, a young man named Henry would stop in at the Williamson Candy Company in Chicago and flirt with the girls making the candy. Soon the girls were asking Henry to do things for them. Whenever he came into the store, they would start, Oh, Henry, will you do this? Oh, Henry, will you do that? When Williamson introduced a new candy bar in 1920, one of the salesmen suggested that he call the bar Oh, Henry in honor of the likable young fellow. Charleston Chew. 
Sometimes the name of candy bars come from fads that are popular when they were introduced. The Charleston Chew was introduced during the Roaring Twenties when the Charleston dance craze was in full swing. And finally, the Clark Bar. Uh, often candy manufacturers spend hours agonizing over what to call their confections, but David L. Clark wasn't one to waste time on such efforts. When he introduced his candy bar in 1917, he simply named it after himself. And that is sweet nothings, guys. The running feet on uh, on these articles is only 53% of Americans have ever been to a dentist. Ooh, do they get fucked there too? And estimates show that it may take a plastic container 50,000 years to decompose. But again, these both those facts were in the 80s. So I would imagine by now, maybe more Americans have been to the dentist. And, uh, and I think now we have a much better idea of how long it takes plastic to decompose. But in 1987, 88, 50,000 years to decompose, 53% of Americans had been to the dentist. And that, guys, as always, was my partners at PortablePress.com. Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. Uh, and as always, my partners at Absolute Comedy, as I mentioned off the top, Absolute Comedy, Prove Your Comic Competition, happening all of July and first week of August in both the Ottawa and Toronto clubs. <laughs> Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now, you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. And uh, later on this month, we're still working on the logistics, but you will be able to try a White Summer, which is half Cronenberg Blanc and half Summersby, at the Prove Your Karma competition in Ottawa. So, uh, of course, I will let you guys know more as soon as I know that, but it could be as soon as this coming Monday. Keep, uh, keep a lookout on the social medias. That's where the info is, and that's where it will continue to come at you. So be the first one to know what's going on by following those. And did I forget anybody? You know I did. My partner's at DK, Dorling Kindersley, guys. This week, I am reviewing the mythology book. It is my first review from one of my favorite series. Uh, I've read other books, but I've not reviewed them on the podcast. Um, this one they've sent me recently, and I cannot wait 
to finish it. I'm almost done, but I've definitely read enough of this to be able to tell you guys what I think of this book. It is outstanding. It's from the Big Ideas Simply Explained series, as I mentioned before, and that series has all sorts of different... Um, I don't know why this cover is so scratched up. Sorry, I'm just looking at it now. I guess I see that's another reason I don't want to bring my shit in the car. It gets moved around a thousand times and it gets all scratched up. My pretty little books. Um, the mythology book, guys, is uh, outstanding. It is all about mythology. Jeez, you'd think it would be more complicated than that. But mythology, of course, is all sorts of different stories that are you know passed down from different cultures and things like that, which generally uh, some of them have been formed into religion. Some of them, you know, they're they're basically different stories that teach different lessons. Um, and this book, what's great about this book, I was reading, um, they've got all sorts of different um, cultures and the stories from the cultures. So this book has got... Um, What's really cool is the intro does a lot of explaining as to how this stuff sort of came to be and the, 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 you know, the, um, the inspiration behind a lot of them, how some of the cultures transformed this and that, um, in terms of like, you know, certain Greek, Greek influences moved into, uh, you know, Roman influences, uh, things like that. So the, the book basically is divided into sections. So there's stories in here, like Iliad and the Odyssey, um, from Homer, They've got all sorts of different stories, um, you know, like for like, for example, is, uh, I love you as I love my own soul from Cupid and Psyche. Um, and that's an ancient Rome story. So what, the way the book does is it, it's, it, they basically take this, the different myths and instead of just having a bunch of myths all mishmashed together, they've got them segregated into different sections. So we have ancient Greece, ancient Rome, Northern Europe, uh, Asia, the Americas, ancient Egypt and Africa, Oceania. Uh, or Oceania, it depends on uh, how, how you want to say it and how, how annoying you are. Oh, I'm getting text messages here. Uh, okay. Oh, fuck, sorry, I can't read that. That's too small. All right. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so there's all these different different uh, sort of stories from different sections of the world. And they go into them in depth. And they have, of course, as always, beautiful imagery that DK is renowned for. Um, but what's really cool is in each section, they have... Um, like a, a timeline of sort of when these stories came to be. So you can actually see the order of the stories and things like that, when they were influencing the culture and the people of the areas, when things broke down into certain areas of States, instead of just the, the one big country. So it's really, really cool. They've got the stories of like the origins of the universe and, and, um, so they gave the stone to the Olympian gods, you know, the, the one where they gave the stone to Kronos to swallow. Um, there's a lot of really, really cool stories in here. And of course, a lot of the stories we're familiar with, some of them were new to me. I, like, I know a reasonable amount of like, you know, ancient Greek mythology and stuff like that. And, and Roman mythology. Um, my, my Oceania is not very good. And I think that's the last section I have to read, but, um, if you like mythology, this is a great book because not only does it tell you stories, you can Google stories online and, and find out the stories. But the idea that this has sort of got like a, a history connotation in terms of like how it was structured, they've got really great uh, imagery, you know, just sort of uh, relating everything back together. Um, there's not too, too much to say about this one because it is a collection of stories. So it's outstanding. And the, and the value of this one really does come from the stories themselves. Like it, it's informative as all DK books are. 
but what's great about it is just the fact that uh, I really loved reading the stories. Some of them were refreshers. Some of them, I guess I'd forgotten little aspects of them, but uh, but a great book. I can't wait to finish it. And guys, if you do like mythology and stories, if you're even a, a fan of religions and stuff like that, I mean, DK has the religion book in their Big Idea Simply Explained series, but the mythology one really just gets back more to the storytelling and not so much the re re religious connotations of it. They talk even about how certain cultures and continents there'd be sections of them that their whole mythology would be lost you know had it not been for like one set of of stories that were salvaged you know what i mean like norse mythology so um great book if you're into mythology or any kind of you know like ancient stuff like that it's it's a great book about history it's a great book about mythology it's a great book about religion uh history so um the mythology book from dk by the uh, the big idea simply explained series i'm not going to go on and on and on about it um it's outstanding now i am still talking with um with dk about our contests to know exactly how they're going to be structured. I actually have a phone call this afternoon when I'm done the podcast to, to find it more specifically, but there are some DK series that I want to tell you guys about. Um, they're not ones that I'll necessarily review per se, but I will say to my friends who are parents that uh, well worth looking into. Um, I'm just going to pull them up here because I want to remember the specific names so I can point you guys in the direction. If you go to dk.com slash CA in Canada, just dk.com in the States. And, um, of course, uh, I guess you can just Google Dorling Kindersley or DK, uh, if you're in any of the other countries that listen now that I'm in like 30 plus countries, which is amazing. Thank you so much, guys. There is a series, um, of books. They've got some help your kids books. Okay. And this is a whole series that they have. So for my, my parents, some of them, you know, there's new parents. Now I will say this. I have a lot of new parents in my circle of friends. Uh, DK has a ton, a ton, a ton of great visual parenting guides for new parents, for parents of toddlers, for parents of young children. There is a lot of value. So just in case there's anything that you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe I could use some help with jump on their website, go to the sections, take a look again. I, I, it's too specific for age groups and things like that, depending on the book for me to do a review on and really dive in depth. But there's synopses, there's sample pages that you can see online. I definitely suggest checking out the website so that you can see if any of it can be of use to you. But um, the Help Your Kids books uh, series, some really good ones here where there's like Help Your Kids with Math. Um, they're step-by-step -step visual guides too. So they're very engaging for the kids. I have seen these in the stores. They're actually very, very visually nice, but there's help your kids with math, help your kids with music, help your kids with science, help your kids with adolescence, um, help your kids with study skills, help your kids with English, computer sciences, computer coding. They even have, there's even a, uh, one of them that has, um, uh, there's a few books that actually have coding projects in scratch. So like, cause computer science is a very big deal, right? Like I fucking wish. I wish I had gone in on the ground floor of computer sciences. I could be designing websites and building servers and building apps. And that's definitely the wave of the future. So just in case you're a parent, it's like, you know what? My kid's young and someday they might be interested in that. I mean, they love spending their time on the computer and Lord knows if they knew how to do something more, they might, they might try. So there's actually the, the DK series, help your kids with, uh, with that stuff. Um, check that out. Uh, I can't say enough good things about those books. Like I said, I've, I've played around with them, but uh, I have not, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to have them send me each one of those because a lot of you guys who don't have kids don't really give a shit to listen to a review all about a book, helping a kid with specifically math, right? But the whole series is there. Take a look at that. See what you can think, you know, see what you think and see if there's any value for you and what you want to show your kids. But because keep in mind, it is, these books are very visual. So it keeps, you know, adult and kid attention when you're trying to go through them. And then of course, DK has a, another really cool series for kids. Um, or, or, and youth, I should say, not like little kids, but youth, um, they have the DK find out. So there's a, a DK find out sharks 
animals, science, uh, volcanoes, Stone Age, engineering. Uh, they even have one on like Rome and World War One. They got stuff on bugs. Again, back to the coding stuff. They have a fun one on pirates in the human body, reptiles, universe, robots, World War Two, of course. The Earth. There's like there's so many. There's so many guys. Uh, again, there you go. Ancient Egypt, solar system, forest. Uh, well, they even have one on Vikings and, and uh, energy. Like, anyways, there. I'm telling you guys right now. If you haven't done this yet, after listening to this podcast for so long, just go to DK's website. Check out the subjects that they have. Like just about every subject that you can imagine, DK has books on, you know, just because I pick the ones that are about like learning and self-help and, you know, education and stuff like that. They got stuff on relationships. They got stuff on cooking. They got stuff on science and they've got partnerships with the Smithsonian. So there's lots of like really good museum type stuff and just, you know, uh, history and ancient stuff. And, you know, I, I really can't stress enough that whatever you're into, DK has odds are they have a book on it. I just basically present to you guys the ones that I find fascinating that re that are relevant to my life. So, uh, you know, having said that DK.com slash CA in Canada, DK.com in the U S uh, and then Google DK for anywhere else in the world, guys, there's the great books and, uh, and they're, they're great partners. I really, uh, I really enjoy having them on the team. I know that, uh, my guy is sending me even more stuff that they've got coming out soon that I can't wait to read. So, uh, very excited for that. And that guys, uh, concludes the sponsorship part of the, uh, the, the podcast this evening. I am going to see the Foo Fighters at Blues Fest. My friends who I'm going with want to get there hour before the gates open okay the gates open at five they want to get there at four the foo fighters are not on until eight so we're gonna go stand there for four fucking hours before the foo fighters so i'm gonna be so sick of being on that's why i'm pre-drinking because you can't even bring water in there it has to be either a sealed bottle or an empty water bottle so there's no way for me to sneak booze in so i'm trying to get drunk now no <laughs> a little buzz i'm gonna stand there for hours especially on a week where I burnt out my legs and I'm not a big live music guy. You know, I, I go see live music, like more of in a bar or a lounge where you can actually hear the instruments being played. But for to be outside where people are loud and screaming, they want to be standing like right up at the bars. So they're seeing it and everything. I don't know. I, maybe I'm gonna have a great time. I'm looking for, I love Foo Fighters, but I'm just, uh, I'm just not, I guess I'm not excited for the four hours on my feet before it starts because I have a feeling that I'm going to be burnt out. I've been up since six o'clock, right? So I have a feeling I'm going to be burnt out by the time the Foo Fighters actually get on stage. So that's why I'm getting the podcast recorded so that it's not late. Um, the rest of the week, it's going to be simply, simply uh, stuff like, you know, Uber in the morning. I've got three tastings coming up Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, still, as you guys heard in this podcast, I'm trying to work it out with my trainer to be able to, you know, um, um, get in there sometime as it, as it seems right now, you know, I'm supposed to go sometime tomorrow. We talked about Tuesday. Tuesday got busy because of this stuff. Wednesday doesn't work. Now it looks like Thursday doesn't work. So I'm going to see if I can get in on Friday, which will make it lean almost. It'll be over a week since I saw him, but whatever. We're going to figure it out. Um, I'd love to see my friends, uh, Mika and Melissa on Friday night after one of my tastings. If they're free, we're waiting to hear back on that. Saturday, we're talking about doing a nice little, uh, you know, dinner barbecue with, uh, with Noreen, Jason's lovely lady at her place. We did that a few weeks back. That was the, uh, the drunken problem solving that I talked about, I think. So, uh, yeah, it was a good time and we want to do it again. We were, we were chatting last night at the club. So, you know, I, I got hopefully a fun week coming up ahead of me. I'll be, for, of course, next Monday hosting the Prove Your Comic competition again at Absolute Comedy for Heat 3. So um, as it stands uh, in terms of big plans coming up this week, nothing outstanding, just more of the same work, work out, eat right, 
you know, and then uh, bring the ha-has and, of course, try to spend a little bit of time with uh, the people I care about. And uh, and that'll be my week coming up. So um, time to read the emails, guys. If you have anything that you'd like to email in, you want to email in your uh, minor annoyances and your pleasant surprises, you want to you wanna send me what's going on with you and what you're working on, anything fun, contact at onemanpodcast.com, and I will read it on the show. You know how the rules work. First email comes from my friend Vanessa, a.k.a. Red, who says, hey there, Josh, figured I'd let you know about my new goals for working out and eating right. Uh, ever since having my son, I've struggled to get the baby weight off and get back to my pre-baby weight. So this summer, when I realized that none of my summer clothes really fit, Rather than going out and buying new clothes, I decided to make a change and make it something sustainable that I can continue for a long time. Also, a former athlete, I'm kind of neurotic about my physical fitness, as you know. Uh, So during the work week, I try to be a good bitch, as you say. (laughs) I love that. I don't remember where I heard that, but it was like a coworker of mine one time. He was just, he was just running off at the mouth. He's like, blah, 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 something, something, good bitch. Oh, you're being a good bitch, blah, blah, blah. And it just stuck. I thought it was fucking hilarious and I've been saying it for years. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so yeah, I trying to be a good bitch, as you say, I don't know if it comes across as negative when I say it, is it really derogatory? I'm usually referring to myself. Um, I'm employing a lot of nutrition ideas from a program I have called 21 day fix. It's about clean eating and portion control. I'm also doing the workout program too, and working out 30 minutes, four times a week. Good for you. This is mostly HIT training, H-I-T-T, which I think is like high intensity, something, something training, uh, focusing on either upper, lower, or cardio type workouts. Then on the weekends, I just kind of do whatever. I run around with my son enough all weekend. I figure that's workout enough as long as I'm good during the week. The nice thing is that I actually have the on-demand service for Beachbody, which is a company that distributes 21 day fix. And so when I get bored of those workouts, I can try something else more challenging. I like it because I can just do it at home because I can't find the time to go to the gym to do this. So far, I'm three weeks strong, so hopefully it continues. Uh, as far as cost, the on-demand service is like $100 a year. That's great. It's less than 10 bucks a month. Uh, and then I eat a lot less during the week and really playing. So I think it's less expensive, actually. Plus, I'm not eating out during the week. Good for you. That's the hard part. Uh, moving on. I'm glad you are realizing you need to put more time into your comedy career. After all, it's the reason you started this podcast, because you are a comedian. So get it, girl. LOL. Thank you very much. I appreciate the encouragement and, and I will, I will get it. I I'm, I'm hungry for it. You know, I, I want to do it. I just have to make sure that everything else is sort of sustained in the interim. Um, cause once I start chasing comedy again, I'm going to fucking dive in with both feet. And I just want to make sure that like my health, my eating habits, my, my sleep, my other shit is, is sustained first, but don't worry comedy. You haven't heard the last from me. Uh, one of my favorite pleasant surprises when Rick Astley, never going to give you up or wham, wake me up comes on the radio, especially in the car ride in the morning to work. You're already grumpy because it's the morning and you're going uh, to work in traffic, et cetera, et cetera. But then that great song comes on totally makes my day. It is a pleasant surprise. Um, I have mine too. One of them is uh, jet airliner by, uh, uh, what is it? Fucking Jesus Christ. Why can't I think of it? Not Bachman Turner overdrive. It's not BTO. Who the fuck sings that? Oh my God, Josh, you listen to this song all the fucking time and you don't know who it is. Oh, Steve Miller band. I was going to Google it, but it just popped in my head. Steve Miller band or uh, another one that I like is uh, hold on loosely by 38 special. Again, it's, I'm listening to classic rewind on Sirius. So this one's pop in. Um, and oh yeah, I agree. Minor annoyance is definitely the password thing, especially how it work. They want us to change our passwords every 90 days. So for like a week after changing, uh, 
changing it, you are first entering the old one. Ugh. And it's so unnecessary because it actually does nothing for security. Anyway, stay cool, buddy, and have a great week. Thank you, Red. I appreciate it. Same to you. Keep doing what you're doing. It sounds like it's working out well. I, I might look into that thing once I, I stop doing the training. Um, but as it stands, I'm, I'm making sure that I still do my cardio. And uh, I've got my, my free weights here at the home. So I'm trying to learn some of the strategies. Basically, he shows me what to do. I do it for the rest of the week. And then when I see him the next week, we either switch it up or we just do more of the same. But at least I'm not spending a ton of money day after day on a trainer. I, I do it once once at the beginning of the week. And then we sort of rip. I just repeat on my own uh, what to do. Uh, Mika writes in, hey, fella. Was good to see you last weekend. You are welcome anytime you like. About the burn pile, there is a burn ban on right now, but I will be sure to shoot you a text when we're able to torch that sucker. Good, I appreciate that. Um, Mika's got a, a fire pit in his backyard that's just filled with wood right now, but it's so dry in Ottawa that to, to, to set anything on fire is you know, a big fire hazard. So we're going to wait, and then we're going to burn that motherfucker down. Um, yeah, um, do, 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 do. going to be covering a few different topics because frankly, I just don't email you that often. Uh, if you like, you can split this email up to make people think I email you more. Nope. All honesty on this podcast. So, uh, in terms of books, you said just listening to number 60 and you were asking peeps what books they might have some interest in. I don't recall which partner was the publisher of these. It was DK, but I would have some use for the book of weeds, which was called the pests and diseases book, a visual guide there. Um, and I'm interested in the book of hand tools, which is just called tools, uh, more for a copy table, coffee table type book. Absolutely. Great book. Uh, if the publisher of these books is the one holding the contest, I would appreciate being entered in the contest for one or both of these winky face. Uh, yeah, dude, absolutely. Again, I'm going to get more details on it and see what sort of contests we're running. But I mean, worst case, you can always pick these ones up and then win some other free shit. I, I have DK books all over the place in many different fields and subjects. And it's kind of one of those things. Once you get one, you, you get hooked and, and want more. Um, pet peeves and wild happinesses, you say. Uh, I forgot what the second half was called, so I made it up. Well, you forgot what both of them are called, but that's okay. Pet peeves was a real thing that we did, and I kind of like the idea that you call it wild happinesses. However, PPWH is not much of an acronym I can use. But your uh, so I changed what you I changed your sections. I renamed it minor annoyance. It is a squished up lump? Sorry, a squished up dump in a diaper. Uh, yep, probably Mika's a new father, ish. Uh, a squished up dumb in a diaper. Another mild annoyance him is texting and driving more. So if 40 year olds and up to it, they know better and they are not savvy enough to manage it. <laughs> I'm not 40 yet, but I, I do text and drive occasionally and I'm trying not to, I'm trying to change it. I try to catch myself. Um, I don't have an excuse. All I'm saying is I'm trying to change it. All right. For the longest time, I didn't wear, wear my seatbelt ever either. I now wear my seatbelt all the time, like 90, 98% of the time I have my seatbelt on. Um, and the first time, second I've noticed I don't have it on, I put it on. So in that 2% of the time I fix it. So, and then you say the recreationally offended. Now this to me is way more than a minor annoyance, but, um, those people who have nothing better to do than to take up offense on things they, that don't involve them, get a fucking hobby. If you don't have one, come to my place. I have some wood that needs chopping. Uh, and then pleasant surprises. Mika says a one lump dump in a diaper. Diapers definitely preoccupy your mood <laughs> because Mika's diapers are, are mood rings for him. Uh, a one lump dump and a diaper. And I'm sure my, my fellow parents can, uh, can understand. I say fellow parents. I'm sure that your fellow new parents can understand this. I can't express the happiness I get when one of these is discovered. So one lump dump, I assume that just means it's a turd. You can just grab it, pull it off the kid, a quick little wipe and you're, you're done ski. Um, 
waking up and discovering that I won't need to shave that morning and still maintain a respectable look. Well, that, that's not too shabby. Uh, I don't have to most days. Uh, and then you said plugging in a USB and getting it the first time without having to flip it. I realize looking at it increases your chances of this happening, but looking doesn't always happen. Keep up the good work with the pod and kick an ass on the elliptical. Thank you, Meeks. Yeah, I actually saw a funny little meme the other day about uh, USBs where it showed wrong way. It showed the USB like on one side up and it's like wrong way. And then it shows it flipped over and it says wrong way again. And then the third image shows it flipped up to the first position and it says right way. So it's basically saying like, even if you get it right the first time, it just for some reason doesn't fit. So you flip it over, it doesn't fit again. You flip it back over and it fits. But uh, it was just funny that you sent that in. I think the same day that I saw that meme earlier, which just made it funny to me. So, uh, so yeah, guys, pleasant surprises, mild annoyances, you know, what's going on in your life? What, what bugs you just a little bit? And what just kind of makes you happy for a second? Um, Contact at onemanpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you guys as always. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. One Man Podcast. Follow us, like us, whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, and uh, and thank you to my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, summersbee, and dk.com slash ca. Uh, really appreciate you guys being there. That's, that's it for this week, guys. I got to get this thing mixed down and put up on the old interweb. Gonna go see some Foo Fighters. I'll tell you all about it when we come back next week. In the meantime, you guys enjoy your week. I'll enjoy mine and hope to have some fun shit to talk about next week. Cheers. Cheers.